I'll be honest with you, rodeo season is about to kick off, and I am not a rodeo guy, uh, but I do like good cowboy boots. And Tacovas, well, they're all about rodeos, but you know what else they're about? Rock and roll. My best friend is a rock and roller. He's a guitarist. He wears these boots. It's awesome. Tacovas believes in Western for all, and you can feel that when you go into their stores. When you walk in, you'll be greeted like family. Offer to boot shine and drinks, yes, even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. You can even get custom leather stamping or branding that'll make your boots truly one of a kind. Look up your closest store on Tacovas.com. If you can't make it into the store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com. And Point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said that they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on Tacovas.com. Just use the code TRUCKS at checkout. That's T-R-U-C-K-S. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter the code TRUCKS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas, Only at Tacovas.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. I have some good news and some bad news on this episode of TFL Talking Trucks. Well, I know the bad news is that Nathan's not here, Andre. Yeah, Roman, what are you doing here? <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> Your mother-in-law is visiting. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I'm here because Nathan is traveling this week. Yeah. Uh, he is uh, out there grabbing new car reviews and new car reveals. I think he's grabbing a Santa Fe by the horns. He is. He's in, he's in Santa Fe covering the new Santa Fe. So if you want to see him uh, introduce that to the world, head on over to alltfl.com. So, Andre, what are we talking about this episode? Well, um, there are some good and bad news. Um, and the main topic of this podcast is our pickup trucks piling up on dealership lots. Like uh, the good we, old days. Like the good old days, yes, where you exactly. can walk into a dealer and buy any truck you wanted. And so we're going to take a deep dive in this episode, uh, talking about kind of, you know, where the state of the new truck market is, because obviously after COVID and after supply chain issues, uh, it got a little crazy out there, right? When I, when I started seeing 100K for pickup trucks, Andre, I started feeling a little woozy. Yeah, and I think I know where this kind of topic is coming from because during COVID years, right, uh, most of us would drive by a dealership lot and we would see empty space, right? And that got all of us kind of nervous, right? Because, you know, we, we were worried about, you know, dealerships uh, going under, um, you know, the economy. Uh, and also a lot of dealers had... Not their brand that they sell, but every other car there, right? Like used cars, they were doing anything possible to sell vehicles. 
Yes, so today uh, Andre did some research, which is nice because there are a lot of videos out there on YouTube where I see YouTubers going out to dealer lots <laughs> when they're closed and pointing at big piles of trucks and talking about how uh, you know trucks are now unsellable or how you know they're just piling up at dealer lots. And we don't know that because here at TFL we tried to actually ask people this thing and not just point at things. Yeah. I, I, I don't mean to disparage other YouTubers, even though maybe I am. Uh, no, but uh, we, we like to do research. So I did. So I called. Uh, Before you go there, yeah. let's, let's hit the truck news first. Yeah. I've got some truck news for you, Andre. I, I do too. Okay, so let's, okay. let's, hit, let's hit the news first. Uh, first and foremost, um, after four years, <laughs> and this has happened a while ago, but I think it's still worth discussing, Tesla finally, and I'm doing air quotes if you're listening to this, produced their first Cybertruck. <laughs> Well, they announced the begin uh, start of production. Yes, yes. Uh, is and, it real? Well, they, they they published this picture of a Cybertruck surrounded by the entire factory. It looked like, and then if you took a closer look, I was listening to some of the podcasts. It looks like the truck has no doors on it. So they did a very good <laughs> job of hiding the truck. Uh, is it real? You know, they've got one of the world's largest presses, um, Mr. Uh, Musk himself has said that they're going to be selling them before the end of the year. Um, is it real? Oh, gosh, I hope so. So, I mean, Tesla uh, and Elon Musk, you know, the CEO, uh, they have a history of this, right? Because, um, uh, and here's how I look at it. Not a history of building trucks, but no. a history of promoting... Promoting vehicles that, that don't exist. That don't exist. But yeah. once they do exist, you know, once the machine is churning, they really churn out because... In Europe, Model Y is the most popular vehicle. Yes. Right? Worldwide, I think it's now the most popular. Yeah, it's getting there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, when the Tesla machine starts working, I mean, it may get slow. It's like an old diesel engine, right? It takes a while for it kind of... Good analogy. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> to turn over. But once it warms up, it really, really goes fast. So let's, let's, let's warm up <laughs> Cybertruck <laughs> gossip <laughs> and start by the price. So as you remember, uh, I got to drive a ride in it when it first came out. Uh, and uh, it was a big truck. And the, and the word on the street is that it's much smaller now. It was basically a heavy-duty size truck. I remember standing next to the thing thinking to myself, this ain't going to fit in anybody's garage. <laughs> Right, and it's hard to understand the size of it if you're not actually next to it. If you're right? not next to it, yeah. If you haven't yeah. gone to like the Peterson in California where it was, or maybe where it still is, but it's a big honking truck. But the production version, I think, is going to be smaller um, because obviously, uh, you know, I, I don't think that many people um, are comfortable unless it's your daily driver driving heavy duty trucks, right? They're, 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 by the way, what's the, what's the widest? I just did a video where I couldn't think of the widest in terms of feet truck that you can have on, the, is it eight uh, feet? On, on a highway, it's eight and a half. Eight and a half, okay. So if you look at semi-trucks, right? right? I mean, those are determining factors, yes. right? The semi-truck is eight and a half feet wide. That's true. This truck does not appear to have a door. Right, it looks like the, it looks like the back, the door facing the backside of the building. It's taken off. It's taken off, yeah. Um, <laughs> so the, the widest thing you could, without a special permit that you could drive on a highway or a street, is eight and a half feet, which is the size of a semi truck trailer, right? And dualies, like if you if you had a dually pickup truck, um, they're approaching that width, right? M maybe you know within a couple of inches there. So I used to do a lot of triathlon, Andre, and yes. there's a thing called the limiter in triathlon, the thing that you're bad at, right? Triathlon is obviously swim, bike, run, and the limiter for most people is you know what limits their performance or their entry into the sport. Either way, is a swim. 
because most people can run and a lot of people can bike, but swimming, eh, it takes a little bit of a different skill set, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I would say the limiter for trucks is their width. Uh, you know, we have obviously driven all the different sizes. You have driven much bigger trucks than I have, but let's just talk about like compact, easy peasy, right? That's like getting into a small SUV. Not doesn't take a lot of like thought when you're parking or thought when you're, you know, pulling into a garage. Totally. But when you get to the heavy duty trucks, first of all, they don't fit in many garages. And they're tall. They're tall. Yeah. And they don't uh, park very easily, right? Because you take up the whole parking space. And so what I mean by limiter is if you're thinking about buying a truck and you, you know, you take a, like, like a, 2500 for a drive, you're going to be like, this is a big old girl. Yeah, especially, I mean, if, even if you're going into a bigger city. Yeah, right? it's, just, it's just not... Any big, city, any Denver, city. Yeah. you know. There, there, you spend a lot of time, like, thinking about the proportions of the truck as opposed to, like, thinking about where you're going or what you're going to be thinking, you know, what you're going to be having for dinner. Because yeah. it takes skill and it takes a certain amount of uh, perseverance. And uh, I'll, I'll say it... Uh, um, courage, right, to drive it because it's, well, it's it can be scary. So uh, what I would say about a pickup truck like this, or Tesla Cybertruck, or any, you need to buy it for the use case. Yes, right. If you don't have, if your use case is to show off, that's fine. You know, that's that's your use case. But for most people who buy pickup trucks and heavy duty ones, they want to put them to work, right? They want to haul stuff. They want to tow trailers. So, so for those use cases, you know, those trucks are ideal. And uh, Pricing is also going to be a limiter. When it first came out, obviously the price was very low by today's standards, right? Well, it started at thirty nine nine, thirty nine nine, which is you know what sort of kind of the <laughs> Ford F one fifty Lightning Pro started at, and Ish. GM quoted that originally too. And, and how much is the Pro now? <laughs> it's now forty nine 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 nine. If you can, get I one. mean, it went to fifty nine nine, yeah, and then they just decreased the price by ten grand. To forty nine, basically fifty, and the GM is like well, seventy. Well, seventy two now. Yeah, exactly for Jeez. the work truck. Yes. So, so uh, you know, I wonder how many of those you know millions of reservations they got, which were what hundred dollars. Yes, how we have one. Yeah, we have one. Yeah, we're not at the top of the list, but we're somewhere toward the top of the list. Uh, I wonder how many of those are going to actually evaporate once you know the thing is out there and the prices. And I'm going to be, I think, realistic. I think. If they can bring it in under 50, I'll be amazed. I'm thinking more likely it's going to be 60 because I'm comparing well, it now to the Rivian, which is more than that, another 20,000 in some ways. Sure. And usually, I mean, if I was Tesla, I would build the fanciest one first. Yes. Right. The triple tri-motor, the, the quickest, the fastest, the longest range. And when you're talking about performance, like Plaid, right? Yes. Plaid performance, that's going to be 100K yeah, probably. And then, and then Tesla has a way of lowering prices but you can't do that if the price is already low. So if you start high, then you know at the end of the quarter, like they tend to do, they can drop the price and use incentives like, we'll give you free supercharging, uh, you know, and all that is predicated on the fact that the price is relatively high to begin with. You can't drop, if you start at 39, you're not gonna drop that thing down to 29. It's just not feasible unless you wanna, unless Mr. Musk wants to lose his billions, but I think he's lost enough on Twitter, so <laughs> maybe, maybe he's not ready to lose more money. You know what I saw on Twitter this morning? What's that? Um, I saw a screenshot and somebody scribbled, uh, with, you know, with a just, they wrote on that screenshot, my Cybertruck is coming at the end of August, 8.31 
of this year. And some people are saying Q3, basically third quarter of this year, some people will be getting their Cybertrucks. I have a reservation for TFL. Yes. I don't have, I do not have any, I checked it. I don't have any dates yet. Mm. No, no estimates yet. Well, there you have it. <laughs> we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned. Yeah. All right. Another truck that was uh, recently revealed, which I think is really cool, uh, is the Ineos uh, Quartermaster. Wow, that's a mouthful. It is a mouthful. So Ineos is this new company uh, that actually fulfilled a really interesting hole that was left in the market when Land Rover decided to turn the Defender into more of a uh, urban, everyday, suburban, everyday sub, uh, suburban, not suburban, as opposed to like you know a tractor-like solid axle. Uh, well, it's called progress, Roman. Progress. So, we so, want to drive comfortable vehicles. So Tommy was uh, at the Goodwood Festival of Speed, uh, and Ineos dropped the new Quartermaster, uh-huh. uh, which is uh, pretty badass, dude. Look at that. It's, uh, that. That is unlike any other vehicle on the market in terms of its design, in some ways, in terms of its like switch gear, right? It's got these really crazy buttons. And if you want to see that video, go to all TFL, but the interior is just... Well, it, it's almost like airplane-like. Yeah, like it's a switch gear. Yeah, it's like they're not yeah. buying the stuff that everybody else is buying, right? <laughs> Which they, is good. They don't have like screens with fake sliders. They have real levers and, and real buttons, buttons and yeah. real switches um, and a real motor by BMW. <laughs> well, so they are buying stuff from others. So you, is there an interior picture of it? Because th- th- that BMW uh, shifter looks so out of place in, in the uh, in the thing. Hold on, I'll find it. So, but so, but Ineos Grenadier. So first, they came out with the SUV, right? right. And then now they announced their pickup truck. So, they, so they stretched it. So I think it's Ineos Grenadier is the SUV, and quarter, Ineos Quartermaster is the truck, right? Or maybe oh, it's, it's a Grenadier Quartermaster. Quartermaster. So maybe it is. An so you attach yeah. the Quartermaster mm. designation mm. on the Grenadier. So gosh, that's uh, they could have come up with a better name f- for this, but. So we also have an order for uh, Ineos. <laughs> Whether we'll end up getting it or not, it really depends on you know when they um, uh, come out here in America. But the Quartermaster won't come out until next year. But they are thinking about bringing it here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but what it, about chicken tax? I mean, that's my question because if they're building it in France because they have a um, uh, they bought a factory from Mercedes in yes, France yes. and they're building them there and. Chicken tax, how 25%. Are gonna, how are they going to import them here? Yeah, that's why we don't have a reservation for <laughs> Quartermaster, but we have a reservation on a regular Grenadier, Yeah, uh, which is also not inexpensive. It's 70 ish thousand dollars. Uh, but uh, yeah, so yeah, oh, you got the interior. I, I got the switches. Yeah, show the switches how cool they are. Look at that. If, you can, if you're watching this, uh, look behind us. It's, it's uh, oh, it just disappeared. Don't look behind us until Andre comes until back. Until it comes back, it's which it back. won't ever come oh. back. There you go. So look at that switch gear. How cool is that? And look at that BMW uh, gear selector. That looks so wrong. And it looks yeah, it looks like a different era. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. So the buttons are looking very chunky and big and very like 1970 Boeing 747. Yes, and this and the transmission shifter is a ZF transmission that BMW also uses. Well, you drove it, yeah. Andre. Uh, you know, I only drove it uh, off-road. Yeah. I never was able to put it on-road. But off-road, it was really nice and comfy. You know, they aired down the tires just a little bit. But it has solid axles front and back. It's very compliant. I was a little concerned because the ground clearance is not that big. It's 10.3 inches, I believe. Well, that sounds really good until you 
actually see it and well, drive. Well, if you, if you look at a side it. shot of it, uh, it looks like it needs bigger tires. And somebody's already put on, I think it comes with maybe 33s, if I'm right. I believe so. And I think somebody's actually fitted 35s, and it looks much better. But I don't know if you can go much better or bigger than that. Yeah, because the fender wells, the fender openings are but kind it, of small. But it is solid axle, so theoretically it should be relatively straightforward to lift. Yeah, with coil springs. So they have pretty fancy, uh, you know, they have lockers. Yes, uh, front solid, and rear. Yeah. yeah, front and rear. And, you know, once you put really grippy tires on it, and they have an air intake, air snorkel-ish intake. Yeah, so. I, mean, I mean, when you go on their website, when I was configuring ours, there's just a lot of cool off-road stuff you could put on it. Uh, it's weird because Land Rover, like, if you want the f rear locker, when I was configuring our Defender, you have to go and, like, like select this weird, like, on-road package, right, yeah. that's meant for... And I'm like, why don't you just do a regular off-road locker? I mean, that's what people want. And I think that's the space uh, that... Land Rover decided to vacate, and that's the space that Ineos quickly decided to fill, and I think that was a really smart move on their part. Now, in Europe, you can also have it with a diesel, but here we're just going to get that BMW straight six, about 300 horsepower, right? It's like 290-ish, okay. 280-ish, which is, which, which is fine for a truck or an SUV. So, yeah, we'd love to get one. I can't wait. But, you know, um, as is our way, we want to be one of the first to have it because news uh, is most fresh when it's new. When served hot <laughs> and piping, steaming, uh, and not when it's old and warmed over. So, you know, if we have to wait, and the same thing with the Cybertruck, you know, till this time next year, chances are we'll walk away from the reservation if we can get it relatively early. Oh, so here's a call out to you. Um, if you have a Cybertruck in your driveway, <laughs> please call us or email yeah, us we'd love at yeah. ask at tfltruck.com. Yeah, or if you've gotten a notice that your, your truck is going to be delivered, let us know. We... We, we'll, we'll come over. We'll make you you and your truck YouTube stars. We would be so thankful and so grateful to be able to get a truck and actually you know drive it off-road or drag race it or whatever. Or just show it. Or whatever you like. Yeah. I, Andre, I think, I think, you know, I think the moment has passed in some ways, right? We've kind of gone through the looking glass with COVID, uh, and now I think people are more concerned so about just the basics in life. I'm talking about putting food on their table. I'm talking about having a nice home. And I think this kind of like uh, need and moment in time where you wanted the nicest, coolest, most expensive thing is no longer like in the zeitgeist. Uh, and so I think, I think that a lot of those Cybertruck reservations uh, for what you said, are, are probably going to evaporate, right? Because well, most people buy trucks for, and I could be wrong. I, mean, I could be absolutely wrong. Maybe there's people still want to like show off and want to be the only ones or the first ones on their block to have one. But the thing just does not seem like it's going to be very practical. Well, it's hard to say. It's hard to predict the future. It you is know hard. what the number one movie is this week? Barbie. Yes. Yes. And, and that's not about you know the basics of life. It's about having fun. And I don't know. I mean. It's, it's, it's Americana, so it's hard to predict this. I think there's still a lot of people with money, so if they sell the Grenadier for 100K truck, the Grenadier truck, then I think they could sell them because there are still people with money. But most people, you know, when the rubber hits the road, um, you always tell us we can't afford $50,000 trucks. That's yeah. what most, most, most people tell us. Yeah, most in the comments that, that people, the very first comment whenever we get the Raptor R out in a video is... <laughs> is expensive piece of you know what yeah 
Uh, speaking of expensive or not expensive, can I talk about this, please? Yeah, the all-new Mitsubishi Triton. Tell me about it. I don't yeah. think, I, I mean, I've seen spy photos. Is it actually coming to America? No. Oh. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to surprise me, Andre. What, Mitsubishi? Oh, Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi, come here. Camera <laughs> on me. Let's talk, okay? Um, you have been struggling. Let's, let's, let's just be real. You have okay. been struggling to sell cars in America. And recently, uh, with the Outlander... At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. P have yes. you've got a hit on your hands. Yes, but good job, good job. But one car does not, you know, a company make. Uh, one truck could a company make because Americans love trucks. So once again, like Volkswagen, don't put off bringing that to America because that will overnight become your best best selling vehicle. And I know Andre chicken tax, chicken tax, twenty five percent import so, duty, but. Somehow, other manufacturers have figured out ways around. You know, like you know, that's why that Subaru Brat had those goofy seats in the back. Remember yeah, that? yeah. To avoid the chicken that tax. you could remove or install. I'm not saying uh, you put seats in the back, but <laughs> but good God, bring the truck. So so when I said no, that's our information as of well, I, today. I see, I see in the picture it's right-hand drive. So unless Mitsubishi is planning on bucking in this left-hand drive trend in America, that version is probably not coming. Well, it was announced. It was um, The world debut happened in Thailand. Uh -huh. um, uh, our friends at Car Expert Australia. Yeah, good guys. Know, uh, Paul. They've got great he, videos, by the way. Yeah, they, they do. do some really great comparisons. They Paul, all, you're rocking it, man. How do you compare 11 vehicles? I know, I saw, that, I saw that video. <laughs> I was like, just the logistics of that almost made me faint. <laughs> I was like, I got weak need. I'm like, 11 vehicles? Oh, my gosh. Where do you park them? <laughs> How do you move them? How many cameras do you need? <laughs> Paul, our hat is off to I, I, I don't even, yeah, we'd have to, like, hire another five people <laughs> just to move them to wherever we're going to test them. So Paul did a video about this. You know, it's for Australian markets, it's for Asian markets. I think Mitsubishi collaborated with Nissan, actually. Hmm. Makes uh, sense. They uh, collaborated uh, on, the, uh, on the Outlander, right? That's a rogue, basically. Right. So why not Mitsubishi? Because well, Nissan's like, you don't dare bring that in and step on our frontier. Well, what if, what if they do truck. bring it it's in? It's a mid-sized truck. Yeah, right? of course. I mean, it could be based largely on the frontier. Yeah, it could and, be. And if it is, why don't they build it here like the frontier? Yeah, it's Smyrna. With the frontier. That's Smyrna. Yeah. Right? That's where yeah, they built it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I, so, I mean, I, I mean I, if it worked for the Outlander and it worked for the Rogue, right, both companies seem to be making money selling those. They're very popular cars. Bring this thing in. Yeah, so... I like that orange interior, by the so, way. So, and they went... Actually, we saw it testing, right? And they've been testing it here like crazy. 
I know. On the iGauntlet, they were all over Colorado. Which, which begs the question, why are they testing something here that's not going to be sold here? Right. That's very interesting. But anyway, it came out with a diesel engine, which we probably will never get. And um, it came out with rear drum brakes. So they went back in, in time. And the new truck is, has drum brakes now. But I think we're getting back to that simplicity, right? Grenadier, same thing, right? Switches as opposed Switches to screens. Switches to screens, yeah. You know, there was a study recently, and it was like, no kidding, right, where uh, they said that, I think it was um, uh, J.D. Power did the study, and they found that most new car buyers hate the amount of technology in their vehicles. And I could have told you, you didn't have to, you know, survey 2,000 or whatever they surveyed people. I mean, we could have told you that, right? Most people are just frustrated and fed up with, you know, having to use a screen to turn their wipers on. Talking to you, Tesla. Exactly. So before we continue with our main topic. And I know there's a, I know there's a switch, but then you got to go in the thing if you want to <laughs> adjust the speed. So please, save your comments. We are experts here, aren't we, Andre? We understand these things. We're CDL drivers. Yes, yes he has a CDL. <laughs> I have early Alzheimer's onset. <laughs> we are experts. We are experts. Yes, Only sometimes do we screw up. Hey, you want to go and talk about our Patreons? Yeah, I would like to thank Patreons. Sorry. Okay. Um, and then I want to hit our main topic. Did you see we had one guy who, uh, did you see this one? He, he gave us uh, $250. Wait, what? Yeah. No, no. Uh, yeah. How do I see this? Yeah. I'm using my app. And I'm seeing that um, Tauf Chanhuri supported this. us. Look at that. Why don't you read out his name and thank him personally? Oh, this was kind of a direct dona donation. It's a direct from, donation to PayPal. Uh, from Kevin Wilson. So, who, Kevin. Who lives in Boulder, by the way. Whoa, yeah. Kevin. Yeah. Thank you, Kevin. So, so, Kevin, thank you very much. So Very much um, appreciated. We, by the way, I think there's some confusion out there. Yeah. Uh, some people uh, I overheard talking think that you know somehow this podcast is like you have to subscribe or pay for this you don't no it's we, we're talking about donations yeah these are just you know, this, yeah uh, you can, um so ahead. kevin supported us so thank you kevin with a direct donation we can you can do a direct paypal donation uh, it's on our website or you can subscribe to patreon and we've got some new patreon yeah uh, but if you don't donate to us you can still listen <laughs> Yes, this is not a paid podcast. Apparently, uh, people weren't available to get this on Google Podcasts. Oh, yeah. The truck podcast. We need so, to fix that. So we're working on it. If you're listening to it on Apple or on some of the other Spotify, we're working on getting it on Google. The car podcast is over there, uh, but for some reason, the truck podcast isn't. So we're, we'll get it over there. We'll and our podcast out. is on YouTube. So it is on YouTube. Also. Um, so, Tauf, thank you very much. I also have it's a comment. It's on TikTok, though. No. It's shot horizontally. You should, you should put it on TikTok. That seems like no, a No, the TikTok is short stuff. Yeah, we're we're talking for an hour. We could just do little clips. You know what Jacob just did? What? From uh, patreon.com slash TFLcar. Jacob just purchased and uh, it was delivered his Chevy Colorado Trail Boss. He got a Glacier Blue one. Did he get uh, cruise control? Uh, <laughs> Too early? Mm, <laughs> he doesn't talk about cruise control, but he does say he waited six months, Roman. Six months for this truck. And he's very happy. He says, Andre, have you had any other problems with your truck? I'm considering swapping out the halogen headlights with LED bulbs. What would you recommend? Um, so a couple things. Ooh, that's, My, that's easier said than done. Yeah. We've done that a lot. We've, done, we've yeah. gone down that road a lot. Yes. Uh, first of all, um, my reverse camera is not working. Mm. So uh, That's illegal. That's, that's, that's a mandated uh, safety feature now. Yes. Um, so, so, when so you're I put breaking it, the law. 
<laughs> Again? Sorry, Andre. Why am I breaking so many laws? Because you, can't, you have to have a reverse camera nowadays. Well, I have an appointment at the dealership. Oh. So Are we able to get an appointment? Uh-huh. Yeah, really? How long did it take? It's 10 days. I, I made an appointment like 10 days ago. I mean, two, three days ago. Did you have to use a TFL card or were you just, were they no. just like, they didn't know well, who you were? No, no. I I went to Johnson, of course, because that's our local Chevrolet dealership and yeah. Johnson Auto Plaza. And, and, what, and, they, and I, sa I said, can I get an oil change? Were you like, uh, this is not Andre. <laughs> not Andre Smirnoff. This is the guy who sounds like him. No? No, I was, there, I was there in person. Oh, God. Okay. So I walked up because uh, we were servicing the Trailhound. Okay. So you walked into the service bay. Yeah. I okay. worked into the service department. I said, can I get my uh, oil changed on my Chevy Colorado? They said, yes, bring it in now. And I said, but wait a minute. My rear camera is not working. And they said, oh, our technician is booked out 10 days. Mm. So I had to wait 10 days. So I'm, you know, I'm not driving my truck right now. But tell them what you are driving. It is quite the vehicle. Let's, hey, let's play a game. Okay. Let's have people guess what vehicle, and and I will I will bet that you will not be able to guess unless you're a deep TFL fan what he's driving. So uh, let's play a game. Uh -huh. uh, I'll, we'll do ten questions. Okay. All right. All right. So uh, I'll leave the, the most obvious one for last. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, so uh, I'll ask you ten questions, and you say yes or no. All right. Got so it. let's. Got it. And then you guys can kind of narrow it down as we go down the shoot of questions. So first question: Is it stick or is it automatic? Now keep in mind, I know what the car is, so I'm helping you guys play along. Uh, it's an automatic. All right. All right. So we're narrowing it down. So it's not a stick. How many gears does the vehicle have? Four. Ooh, that's a big hint. Mm -hmm. uh, because it, as you know, if it was an F-150, it'd probably have ten. Yes. 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 Or if it was a Jeep, it would have eight. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, does it tow, Andre? No, it does not have a hitch and does oh. not tow. I think we just elimin eliminated the entire truck world. Correct. All right. Does it have four seats? Yes. Does it have four doors? No. Ooh, so I think that's question number four. i to do it in ten questions. All right, so we're getting warmer, huh? Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, tr I'm trying to up with good questions that'll help people realize is it front wheel drive yes oh there we go all right uh front wheel drive two door mm -hmm. four seats uh, mm -hmm. yes four speed that should give you a lot of is it made is it made by an american manufacturer no oh all right is it made by a european manufacturer no is it made by a Japanese manufacturer? Yes. Ooh, so it's a Japanese front-wheel drive, two-door, four-seater with a four-speed. Yes? Uh-huh. All right, here's, here's one that's going to really give it away, I think. All right? Yeah. Is it a convertible? Yes. It's a convertible. Yes. All right. Um, I'm trying to think if, if, if they would have gotten it by now. Can well. You, oh, oh, let, me, let me keep going, okay? Can you buy it new? This, no. In other words, this, no. this, this, man, no. this car does not exist right now. All right. Um, in a new world. In the new world. So you think that's enough for them to take an educated guess? I think guess? they're very close. So, so, so we won't say, but people can take a guess in the comments, and then we can, we'll watch the comments, and if you get it right, we'll say, yes, you got it right. And, um, yeah, if you've watched TFL for 10 years, you probably know this. Yes. If you have not, the convertible part probably helps you. Yes, a lot. Okay, there aren't that so, many Japanese two-door convertibles with four speeds that are front-wheel drive, Andre. No, not a lot. That's that's. What that's, about four seats? 
Four seats, yeah, yes. not a lot. Yeah, okay. All right, I, take a guess in the comments below, and we will uh, watch the comments when this is uh, obviously uh, up on YouTube, and then we'll let the first person know with a big star and a smiley face or something. Thank you. Um, now, Jacob asked about LEDs. So here's a couple things that I learned because I've done LED swap, bulb swaps for several vehicles. Um, so the halogen bulb has a very unique pattern, right? So it just it shines in a certain way. Mm -hmm. And the manufacturer designs the kind of the chrome lens around it, right, in a very specific way in order to illuminate the way they want to illuminate. Well, I mean, you don't want to blind oncoming traffic, so the lighting pattern has to be such that it's like a hockey puck, uh, not a hockey puck, a hockey stick at the bottom, right? There's a curve. So if you're driving, think of it this way, there's a little bit of a hockey stick bend in the light pattern, so on the left side of the road, the light doesn't shine as far down the road as on the right side, because then you'll start blinding oncoming traffic. Exactly, and when you swap LED bulbs, they may pr uh, produce light. Pattern. Yeah, they change the pattern. So yes, you get brighter lights. You can get like wider, you know, wider, different color of light, right? Uh, but uh, you may start blinding people because the pattern may change. So you have to be very careful in, in how you do that. Um, I started to swap some bulbs. For example, my rear uh, running lamps are now uh, LEDs, mm -hmm. um, which I feel good about because I want visibility in the back and it's, you're not blinding people. So um, I think the only great way to do it is actually to swap, you know, they have on the higher end trucks, they have uh, other well, there's, you know, there's a bunch more of, powerful lights. Yeah, there's a bunch of problems. First and foremost, let me give you an example. We've got that Ram 2500 where you just did a great uh, 20,000 plus mile uh, update. So if you're interested yeah. in yes. uh, how that did, go over there. Um, but like that one, you have to remove the front grill, uh, the, uh, the, the, the it, wheel. It's not easy to get to the bulbs. Yeah, the wheel, the wheel liners to get to the bulb. And then what happens with a lot of vehicles is because these are LEDs, they have to be cool to so this little fan. So you gotta have room for the little fan. Uh, and then sometimes the truck will reject them uh, because they don't draw enough power. And so the vehicle doesn't, you know, the vehicle's designed to let you know if there's a burnt out bulb. And if it's not drawing enough power, it thinks that there's a uh, fault. A problem. A yeah. problem. And so it's not as easy as you might think. By the way, Andre, um, let's talk about this. We kind of promised talking about it in the last episode, but we never did. So let's let's talk about this while you've got our RAM up there. Sure. Do we really need a diesel in a heavy-duty truck, or will a gasser do? That's really the question that a lot of people are asking themselves because they're expensive. Let's face it, diesels are, give or take, $10,000 on top of you know, what the truck costs. Mm -hmm. And you've lived with this truck now for over 20,000 miles. It's got the uh, Cummins, right? Um, do you think that we needed that Cummins or would have that truck been just as good uh, with the gasser? I think for what we used it for, absolutely yes, we needed a diesel. Okay, so what, That's what, my what did we use it for that we, we needed a diesel? So first of all, it's a year and a little bit old. Uh, so okay, it's almost a year and a half. Year and a half. half yeah. And we put 21,000 miles on it already and uh, more every day. And it towed across, well, Western United States many, many times. Yeah, we towed, we towed a bunch of stuff to California. You towed your Buhanka down to Arizona. Yeah. And um, even Grant towed to Salt Lake City. Yes. Right? And back. These are long trips. And on a long trip like this, you need range, right? You need a f fuel efficiency and comfort. We just, 
if you're watching, starting in August, we're going to be airing our Cheap Jeep series. We just towed uh, two Jeeps, actually, yeah. uh, to Moab using uh, the Ram. Yeah. So for our use case, long-distance towing. By the way, um, it has a trailer um, trip meter. Yes. So about 8,000 miles of those 21,000 were towing. So we towed not quite half of its life, but uh, almost you know, over a third of its life was towing. So how much more towing capacity do you get when you step up to a diesel versus like the gasser version? So obviously there's a new Chevy with a what, 6.6 V8, right? Sure. That, 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 that would be $10,000 cheaper than if you got the Duramax. So how much capability do you lose in general as a broad picture when you go from gas to diesel or vice versa? You, you probably lose about 5,000 pounds of maximum towing capacity. But you know what? We almost never pushed our Ram Cummins to its limit. You know, the trailer we towed to Moab was, what, 9,500 pounds. Uh, the Ram Cummins is capable of 20,000 pounds of towing. So w most of our use cases, we're actually towing half of its capability. So I would say that's not the deciding factor for me. Uh, How about the exhaust brake? Is that worth extra money? I think so, because we live in the mountainous uh, area. Uh, and... Um, because you don't want to overuse your brakes coming down with a trailer, coming down the mountain uh, grade, mountain highway. So the exhaust brake is a really great uh, feature. For hmm. that. So uh, how about the cost of maintenance? Because obviously Oof. a diesel mechanic is a lot more expensive than a non-diesel mechanic. What do you think about that? How much have we spent on maintenance? Obviously, you have to be more, I think, fastidious with oil changes uh, in a diesel. You have to add DEF, of course, which adds to the expense. Is, yes. is, is all that worth uh, the, the extra, let's say, power you get or capacity you get? And for our case, I would say yes. Okay. Uh, our recent oil change was $168, my friend. Mm. That's, I mean, for a it's lot like, of that's you, like that's like three passenger cars. Yeah, yeah. that's that's a lot of cost yeah. for an oil change. So, uh, first of all, the engine is big displacement, right? So it has a lot of oil in it, but also just just the sheer thing about this truck being huge, um, it costs more. How about uh, longevity? Well, it's hard to say. I mean, diesels are, you know, all heavy-duty trucks have kind of longer lifespans. Yes, you the, know. The, the engine has a longer functional um, usage than the gas version. Yeah, but I would, say, I would say here's when you save money. Okay. And I, I've actually emailed a couple of people with this suggestion. You would save about $9,000 if you remove this Cummins from this truck, right? Yes. And put a Hemi, the 6.4 Hemi, into it. Yes. Um, if you, I would do power it. Power wagon don't care. Yeah, get a power wagon. Um, you would do it, I would say, when you're not towing long distance. Let's say you're towing twice a year, yep. right? Your, your, your spouse and you decide to you know, go to a lake about 200 miles away, and you tow something over there. Okay, that's fine. Um, that's a gas truck for those types of things would be just fine. Also, if you have short trips, if you're using this truck to commute, uh, if, you have, if you're going 10 miles or so to work or in back, diesels hate that. Because diesel takes, like we said in the beginning, they take a long time to warm up, right? They, they need to be used and pushed. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. 
Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. There are limits to kind of get the best usage out of it. So I, I also have to thank, if you're looking at this on YouTube, AEV for that front bumper. That truck just looks magnificent. And thank you, uh, Warren, for the 16,500 pound winch uh, that we have on that truck. Because yeah. uh, that truck weighs about 9,000 pounds, if I'm not mistaken, right? Close to it's, it. It's about eight-ish now. Eight-ish? Yeah, so a we, little bit over so, eight. So we have a winch on there that can actually which is what you want, you know, doubles dub- its weight, double its weight. Yeah. So uh, I, I love the look of that. If, and if you were to take those light covers off on the external lights, they would be oh, amber. It would yes. be so cool. Cause also you get these two yellow eyes on the truck. It's uh, a cool truck. It's a cool so, truck. So I would say if you're not towing terribly long distances, if you're going, if you're commuting in this truck, if you're carrying payloads, get a gas. Yep. You'll save maintenance costs. You will save initial cost. You will save many other things. Um, and you have the sound of a V8. Yeah. That's a good sound. Yeah. Um, so, it's so like, yeah. It's like, you know, do you like vanilla or chocolate ice cream? They're both great, right? So the diesel also sounds great, but it's just really what, what's your favorite flavor. And there's, of course, this uh, belief that diesels are more, gosh, for a better word, like manly or I don't know. What, you know what I mean? They're more kind of bare-chested. Macho. Macho. Uh, I'm not necessarily sure that's true. Uh, they're certainly... Uh, you know, more fuel efficient when it comes to the things that Andrew was talking about, right? You're going to save money on on long haul towing. Yeah, like we got. Well, I don't want to spoil everything, but you know, we got into double digits towing heavy on the highway, and a gas engine would not do that. No, um, but and, and a, but a gas engine wouldn't get uh, like uh fung fungi is that what is it algae or fungi what grows in diesel tanks probably algae algae i think algae or it won't have it won't have a death problem yeah <laughs> df diesel exhaust fluid hey problem. i was i was talking to justin you know the guy where we did that video where he's got his house uh wired up so that if the power goes out he has a spare generator yeah and we were talking about like preppers and how you know they're storing gasoline and they're storing uh diesel i'm like hey guys that stuff goes bad <laughs> It may be good for a year or two, but diesel's going to get, I think, I think, is it algae? It's either algae. Yeah, it's algae. Yeah, yeah it's going to get algae, uh, and uh, gas is going to turn into uh, basically Just, varnish. Yeah, especially gasoline with ethanol. Yeah. Right? Ethanol uh, additives. I don't, and I don't know if preppers think about that. Maybe you guys do. I'm maybe. sure they think about everything. So, so if you have some, like, like, if you have some gas at home, it's good to cycle through, right? Even if you have gas for, like, lawn care equipment. Well, I guess you couldn't put stable pro- products. All right, you so, could add so, something all right, to so it. So instead of having two years, you get three years, right? It's not stable. <laughs> it's not, not going to last 10 years. Or 20 years. No, yeah. no. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna um, 
you're going to end up with a lot of sludge. But do you know why we're getting more questions, I think, gas versus diesel? Why? Um, and it's not because diesel is expensive. I think it's because the gas engines are getting better. You know, over the last That's even point. Th- even over the last three years, you know, the Godzilla Ford, the 7.3, the new 6.6 from GM, the new 8-speed automatic with the Hemi in the Ram, heavy duty. Uh, I think those gasoline combinations are getting so much better then some people are starting to question, why do I need a diesel when there's but, this but gas truck? Shouldn't the diesels also be getting better? I mean, is, they is, are it, getting more powerful. is the delta between them changing? I, I think the delta is getting closer because the gas engines are now towing more than ever before. And, you know, they can have more payload because the diesel engines weigh a lot. So all right. All right. I think we've waited long enough. So let's, let's transition into the main topic here, Andre. And this is actually a good point. Uh, because we can cut to the chase. We've made you wait long enough. Um, what segment of truck is not piling up uh, at the dealership? It is not heavy duty. He- heavy heavy duty is not piling up. up. So tell them what you did, um, where we got these numbers and these facts so that they understand where this is coming from. Well, I, I, I tried to sample our local dealer friends. Yes. Right. So over the years, we've built up uh, relationships uh, at several different places. So I called Brighton Ford, Colorado. Uh, I called Johnson Auto Plaza. I called um, Ken Garf uh, Ford as well because my friend John at Ken Garf, he deals with commercial fleets, right? Because I was wondering, are cities and commercial customers are also affected by this, right? Um, And he said, first of all, every commercial vehicle he gets Mm -hmm. gets snapped up in a matter of days. Okay. So commercial fleets, he said, are at least right now, you know, robust, uh, robust. They're buying, they, they need more vehicles because their, their fleets are aging, right? Their vehicles are aging and they need new vehicles and they're buying them a lot. And we're talking about basic white trucks, white trucks, white vans. White vans. We're talking about like, you know, transit vans right. and ProMasters and all right. this stuff. So if, if they tend to be the lower trim levels, right? So if it's a, a little Ford, bit more affordable, probably like an XT, right? Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're kind of the, and the, the base entry-level versions of any pickup out there. So that's not... That's not changing. So if you want a basic van or, or a basic pickup truck, you're kind of out of luck because a lot of fleets and cities snatch, snatch those up, right? So that's kind of hard because I remember somebody emailed us and said they wanted a, a van for camping and they can't find one. You know, they, they would go to many dealerships and none of them have vans. But uh, the trucks that are more plentiful right now, and they're actually not, I wouldn't say piling up, but I would say they're, for example, at our local um, Brighton Ford, we have 59 F-150s. Ooh, that's a lot. That's a lot. And uh, are they discounting them? Uh, yeah, they are just starting to get discounted. So kind of read me through some of the things that we're seeing. And keep in mind, this could be regional. So we're, Absolutely. We're, n- we're not looking at you know, national numbers. So you know, your results may vary depending on where you live. Remember when you and I were driving through Chicago? Sure. And you asked me, Andre, look around the streets. What, we're what don't you see? <laughs> what don't you see? And I, and I started looking and looking and looking. And I'm like, where are all the pickups? Yeah, compared to out here or Texas or, yeah. you know. If you drive around Boulder and or Denver and or Brighton, every other vehicle is a pickup truck. It is, yeah. 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 In Chicago, there's pickups, but a lot of them are work trucks. Yeah, like plumbers, plumbers or something, yeah. else, something here, else. Here going you'll by. see like everybody and their sister driving a truck. It's just <laughs> the way it is. Yeah, so, so our views are skewed, right? Our, we're, we're a little bit more truck country. 
But F-150 have half-ton trucks. So I'm seeing, for example, basic F-150s like STXs with uh, $5,700 discounts. Sometimes they're discounted about $2,000. Um, the higher you go in the trim level, for example, the fanciest trucks. So the more money is that's in them, probably the more money they'll they'll discount. discount yeah. yeah. For example, I'm seeing an XLT with nine thousand dollars of discounts. So that's pretty pretty heavy discount, I would say. Right. And I'm now. also seeing uh, 1.9% APR, which is pretty amazing because interest rates are much higher. Yeah. So maybe, but but we're still not to pre-COVID levels. Yeah. So uh, 59 trucks sounds like a huge number of trucks. It's not. But it's actually not. Yeah. Uh, because before COVID, this would be like 200 trucks yeah. or 300 trucks on a lot. Sure. So, so These big dealers just, you know, have a lot of inventory. They, they move a lot of stuff. So Johnson Auto Plaza, they do a lot of commercial work as well. So they sell a lot of work trucks, commercial vehicles. Uh, but let's look at 1500s. So Ram 1500. Um, I've said before that they're not doing too well on sales, which is true. Well, the problem with the Ram 1500 is the the, the, the new truck is now the classic, and the classic is now <laughs> the double classic. <laughs> it's so, now the grandpa. <laughs> it would be on classic, right? They, they they need to update their 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 fleet, uh, and they're not bad trucks. Right? No, they're, they're good mean, trucks, but they're getting long in the tooth. Because everybody else has been updated. Up to, yeah, Chevy's got a new Silverado. Ford's got a new F one fifty. Tundra is new, right? Yeah. And well, Titan is a Titan, <laughs> but but uh, yeah, uh, the the Rams are starting to get show their age. Let's put it that way. And the classics are well, you know. And actually, so, I like the classics. We owned a classic. It was a hoot. Yeah. So here's a Ram 1500 Bighorn, which is kind of their basic trim levels, four by four, nine thousand dollars off. Roman. So so some of these 1500s are also being discounted in the Ram space. I also think it helps that like Johnsons and Brighton are across the street from each other. <laughs> so like you are fighting each other. Yeah, like you walk in one and you're like, so what's the best deal you could do on, <laughs> you know, on, uh, I don't know. Because the guy across the street. A Laramie, let's say. Because yeah. <laughs> the guy across the street <laughs> has a King Ranch. Has a King Ranch, yeah. So, no, anyway. So, so, this, so if you're looking right now at a pickup truck to buy, I would say look at the 1500s. Um, if you don't need a heavy duty. So if you're thinking about heavy duty or 1500, if you're not sure, if you don't need the capability of a, of a heavy duty truck, take a look at the uh, half-ton trucks and you might get a really great deal actually. And how about mid-sized trucks? We know, do we know anything about them? Because mid-sized trucks are all new, right? So we know that you and one of our uh, Patreons waited you know, quite a number of months to get your Colorado. Mm -hmm. So I think that that world is still uh, too new to be kind of settled into a pattern. The Ranger, the new, new Ranger is just starting to come out. Yeah, it's not on sale yet. Yeah. yeah. And the Tacoma won't be out until probably closer to next quarter or longer. Or like wintertime, winter approaching time. winter. Uh, so there we might have a skewed market because they're not trucks that have been, you know, out for years at this point but they're brand new and when everything's brand new of course there's a lot of excitement and people are willing to to, to pay a lot to have the greatest and latest uh, truck yeah so uh, mid-sized trucks are selling well um, i heard this from a multiple uh, contacts that i called um, for example on a new um, and i'm talking about 2023 ford ranger not 
the next gen Ranger, but the current Ranger, for example, here's a discount of a thousand. Here's another one, a thousand. Um, there's a $300 discount with um, trade assistance of a thousand. So smaller discounts, uh, fewer numbers. And also um, I was told the Maverick is selling still really, really well. And by that, I mean, there's not many on the lot. Hey, how about the uh, Ram uh, midsize? Oh, never mind. Nope. <laughs> well, you might be wondering about the Jeep. <laughs> okay, sorry. I, I didn't mean the Ram midsize truck. I meant the Jeep. <laughs> the well, by the way, when is Ram going to have a midsize truck, if ever? Oh, I don't know. You know, they teased the heck out of the compact truck, right? Remember? And, and I think that may Ram, have been... Rampage? Yeah, that may have been like a, a way to get... Like That must have been, may have been like a Tesla move where you just do something that creates a lot of media attention but will never be actually real, right? So you, what they did was they sent a lot of their uh, North, maybe they had to do this anyway, North American executives down to, to Brazil yeah, when they to, unveiled the Rampage. And that, I and that, thought... That, and that hidden strongly that maybe it's coming to yeah. North America and not just South America, but or not just, not just the Latin countries, because I think the Rampage is available in Mexico, right? I think you can get it in Mexico. Or a version thereof. I think so, yes. Yeah. Or at least the new one is coming yeah. there. Um, so look at the Gladiator, Roman. So uh, I see 21 Gladiators here on this uh, page. And some of them have discounts up to $6,000. So the Gladiator is having a little bit of a problem finding new owners. So well, that well, could be well, interesting. Well, to, to be fair, the Gladiators are expensive. I mean, I'm looking at the one, the sport truck. They're asking almost fifty thousand dollars for the sport. I know, which is the base which model. Which is the base model. It's not even the Rubicon. So, I mean, it's always been, you know, the the top shelf of the Jeep world. But still, uh, in the truck world, uh, there's a Gladiator Rubicon at sixty fifty six. After discounts. After discounts. So it was sixty, almost sixty four before the discounts, and now it's fifty six six. So people always uh, like to point. Uh, to the electric truck, so let's not leave those off of the table. Yeah. So uh, obviously, uh, the one that people are very curious about is a Lightning. How yeah. is how is the Lightning? Are the Lightnings not coming out? The Ford F one fifty all electric. Does Johnson have it? I mean, does uh, Brighton have any on the lot? They do have two. Okay, they're both platinums, so they're of very they very super expensive. How much? And they're not selling. Uh, uh, they're still there. A hundred k. Yeah, that's not going to sell. That's just not no, no. I, I, I have done truck at the hundred k. It's basically a toy. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. And not a lot of people can afford this a uh, hundred thousand dollar toy. I think it's the extended range, right? Um, yeah. And Full, Ford, yeah. Ford just dropped the price ten k on the Pro. Did that also affect the? It, it was supposed to, yeah. but I, I'm only seeing about what fifteen hundred dollars off here and another assistance of about twenty five hundred dollars here. Hmm. So, so I don't know what's going on. So, with so this. We, we had a Lightning. I, I think it's an exceptional truck. Uh, you know, uh, my only rub that I could say against it, my only thing is the range is not uh, what what you know Ford states it is in Colorado when it's cold, and I think people know that. But it's it's you know it needs it's underbatteried compared to the Hummer AV that we also had. It just needs more battery, especially if you're towing, especially if you're towing in Colorado. Uh, but having said that, uh, 100K for that truck is just insane. Sorry, it's just insane. It's not a 100K truck. I think a more realistic price would be 70K if you wanted to sell them. I think you're going to have to drop it substantially to start competing, you know, because there's a lot of downsides to it, right? Cross country right. tripping it. 
is no bueno. We did it all the way to Dead Horse, Alaska. It yeah, was not no, easy. It was an insane project. Yeah. So, so you know, when you're talking about a $100,000 truck compared to, like, a, I don't know, how much would, how much would um, a comparable F-150 that's not electric cost? What would you compare that to? What, what trim level? Our XLT, the, the one we had? No, 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 no. Like a, well, a platinum. Well, I guess you could compare it to a platinum F-150 gas. How much less would that be? I would say 20K less. So 80K for a platinum yeah. F-150? Yeah, without the hybrid, without the electricity. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I just, I just don't see somebody walking into the dealership and saying, I'm going to pay $20,000 more for the electric truck. It'll never pay for itself at that number. It just won't unless you keep it your whole life. You just life. have to be focused on electricity if you wanted to do that. Yeah. Um, so I, I learned something um, at Brighton Ford. Um, I learned that the hybrid is not selling very well. Yeah, we saw that too. Uh, Autoblog just came out with a, uh, a poll saying that the hybrid is the only Ford pickup that's actually selling below sticker. Yes. So, for example, here's a couple of them at $9,000 off, uh, original MSRP. Uh, and I find that interesting because I loved mine. You know, I had an F-150 hybrid. Well, I mean, the best part of it was that onboard power. Oh, my goodness. That was, that so was useful. useful. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, oh, here's a hybrid Lariat, uh, $10,000 off. Well, let's face Whoa. it. I mean, I mean, the hybrid got you um, not necessarily much better fuel economy, but a lot more power. Yes, but also better fuel economy in the city. I, I saw Driving really around, great yeah. in the city. On the highway, no. On the highway, was about the same as a non-hybrid. Um, and I think some of the reasons for why people are cautious about this are they still don't know if they can resell a hybrid down the road. Yeah, right? they're worried because about the battery. They're worried about the battery, even though this battery is not very big. And it's, this is not a plug-in hybrid. It's, no, it's just a, it's just just a, a standard hybrid, hybrid that Toyota's been building since the first Prius. <laughs> Which is, what, three decades now? Yeah, I mean, the technology has been pretty much figured out and sorted. I don't know if you should be worried about it. I think it's a very small battery, and it basically just kind of fills in some of the gaps that, you know, does cool things like at the stop, stop, at the stop, start. You don't have to, like, bake because your air conditioner turns off, right? It keeps the air conditioner running. And it's very smooth, right? Because electricity helps you yeah, it fills get in moving. Those gaps, yeah. um, so I really enjoyed my hybrid. Um, you love that thing. They, they also had an eight-year, 100,000-mile warranty on the electrical components uh, of the hybrid. So um, I think there's a lot to like. But if you want a hybrid Ford or maybe even a Tundra, because Tundra also has a hybrid, uh, then that might be a good time to uh, look for one. What are, what are you seeing with Tundras? Are they, so where are they at? It's, it's kind of interesting. T- Toyota, you know, they do things a little bit differently where they allocate certain colors and certain trim levels to different regions. And they don't have any discounts. Uh, I'm, I'm here at Mountain States Toyota, which is a kind of a local place. Yeah. And I see zero discount. Maybe well, they're well, not communicating this. Um, they're still new. I mean, they're know, new. They came out basically last year. Their new MSRP prices are listed. Uh, they're not listing discounts. And also Tacoma, same thing, no, no listed discounts. And they have a lot of them, but they sell a lot of them, Roman. Hmm. They sell a lot of Tacomas here. So people always accuse us of forgetting the Rivian. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, we don't forget about we it. We don't forget about the Rivian. Uh, we like the Rivian. Um, uh, we, I just did a video where I kind of compared the Raptor R to the TRX, and people were like, hey, the Rivian will kill both of them. And I'm like, it's not a full-size truck, but this is maybe a, a subtle thing that us 
uh, here at TFL, you know, a trap we fall into. Maybe people out there love to compare, you know, a, a tweener truck and to a full-size truck. But besides that, what what's Rivian doing? I, I don't I know they just, what they're doing. They, they just came out uh, with their two-motor version. Yeah. As opposed and, to the four-motor. And motor. actually, we may have an opportunity to test them. Really? Uh, soon. How much is it? Is it uh, go to their website. How oh, much is okay. a two-motor? Are they selling it? Is it up? Are they, are they available? I, for I think so. I think so. I can. So, how much cheaper is a two, two motor version? But by, by the way, I'm glad they're doing this. I'm glad they're moving from the four motor original system. I don't think system. you need four motors. I think it's two motors too many. You can just, you're going to get all wheel drive. You can lock it up uh, with, you know, electronic means. You don't need to have a, a motor on each wheel. It's kind of. I mean, it's cool. It's powerful. Yeah. It's everything is uh, everything is very nice. But I don't think you need it. I agree. Enter your email address to get no. started, Andre. Why? Rivian. Uh, you don't want to put that up there. People will see that. Well, people know my address. It's okay. Really? All right. It's okay. Just put, TF we're, just we're put info at TFL Truck. We're all friends. Yeah. We're all friends here. Uh, until, until, until we're not friends? Until, yeah, info at TFLTruck.com. Go for that one. No. No, we're not creating. I don't want to sign Rivian, up. we don't want to create an account. Come on. <laughs> oh, come on. Really? Continue. You, you, you copy, you copy, wait, you copy wait. everything else from Tesla. Have you been to their website? You don't need to create any account. You just go and see what the cars are, which ones are inventory, and which ones. Yeah, and then create yeah. an account. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so I, I believe they're significantly uh, more affordable, the two motor versions. Well, we, we uh, can't find out. Because oh, I, I can't. No. Um, and you know, you might be asking about Gen General Motors. Yeah. Um, they're having trouble building them, they're not building any, selling any Hummers. They're not building or selling think, a what, lot of Silverado. What this year? Last time they yeah they uh, had a public, so we should have kept ours. <laughs> Might be worth some money now. <laughs> There's uh, only six sixty eight of them running around the world. <laughs> so here's the thing. So the the dual motor performance yeah. Yeah. Um, versions of the Rivian have longer range. Yeah, they are a little bit slower. Yeah, they have less horsepower and torque, but still three and a half seconds zero to sixty. In a dual motor performance versus three seconds versus three seconds or regular dual motor system four and a half seconds so that's still an insane acceleration for you know a pickup truck I, I love that graph but it doesn't have pricing yes we don't have pricing we don't have pricing so anyway so i'm glad uh, they're uh, doing uh, two motors what why are you sure there's no way to get pricing without having I, to create an account i'm, I'm sh well I, i'll just i'll just google it okay just google it so let's see anyway. what it starts with as you can see, we've done our homework here, gentlemen. Well, we forgot ladies. about them. Yeah. Well, we didn't forget. We about didn't them. forget about it because, I mean, we're talking about you know volume stuff. F one fifty is the most popular vehicle. I think what Rivian last time I I read had sold fifty or close to fifty thousand units. Oh, that's their goal. Yeah, or that was their goal. Maybe it was less than. Maybe it was like thirty. The cheapest. Oh my gosh, the cheapest dual motor model starts at seventy four thousand eight hundred. That's Ooh. that's 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 expensive. So that kind of gives you an idea of where the Cybertruck is going to come in. Yeah, I think. I, yeah, that's an indication where the. I, I can't see Rivian selling their R1T for seventy four, seventy five, basically, and then Tesla kind of merrily going and introducing it at thirty nine. I just don't think that number is going to be real. It says here that uh, performance version of the dual motor will start at ninety two thousand. 
And makes that Silverado work truck look reasonable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that seventy thousand dollar work truck yeah, now you, is. You should get like a two hundred and thirty kilowatt hour battery. Is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what the GM product planners are looking at when they're uh, you know when they're designing how much to sell these things for. I, I, look, uh, you know, in the car world, um, time on lot is a good indication of. Uh, how well things are selling. And right now, the time on lot for electric vehicles is basically double that of internal combustion engine vehicles. And I, I think the same thing is probably being reflected in the truck world as well. Uh, so I think we're living through a time, and I, I understand your Barbie analogy, Andre. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a good one or? I, I don't uh, know. I mean, like, like apparently Mission Impossible isn't very popular, so I don't know what you... But Barbie is. But what you take away from that, that's also a crazy movie with a lot of stunts and expensive production. I, I don't know, but let's let's put those aside. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, I can't help but feel uh, that there is going to be a serious correction of price. And I know it takes more energy and it takes more money and it takes more, um, let's say, rare earth minerals to build an electric car. So there's an argument to be made that it should be more expensive. But right now, I think the price is so out of whack with what uh, people are willing to pay for it that I think there's going to have to be some kind of a, 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 let's just say, a reckoning of the market. I would agree. A straightening of the market, you know, a but, but correction. I think but I think the indication if the trucks are piling up, yeah. I mean, real indication, I think, will be our dramatic fall in used vehicle pricing. And some of my contacts at the dealerships also echoed that comment that if you see a tremendous decrease in used vehicle pricing, that means there is a lot of stuff. Well, it's, a resi lot of it's residuals, right? Yeah. Yeah, because when you lease something, they guess at the residual price. And when the residual price goes below a certain number, then, of course, it creates all kinds of problems as well. Our friends at the Inside EVs yes. say that quad motor Rivian is about eight thousand dollars more than the dual motor. So you're talking eighty plus thousand. Yeah. So you're saving eight grand. Yeah. I think that's a fair uh, thing. I, I think most people don't want, don't need four motors to 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 drive to work. You, you know, I think it would be smart if the manufacturers decided to build more of a modern. And this is. A little bit of a dichotomy of terms, but uh, more of a modern classic truck. You know, like do what, I think the problem with the Ram Classic is it's just been out too long. At some point, people just get bored. Do you want roll down windows? No, I don't want roll down windows, but I want I want a basic truck, and you can you can sep you can easily separate autonomy and technology from the truck. You don't have to bundle it all into one. So just a basic honest truck, priced at an honest price. Yeah. Right? Uh, I think would do really, really well right now. Midsize, definitely. Maybe, maybe this will be the year of the Tacoma because you know we went to the Tacoma rollout, and it seems like they've figured that out. Like, like for a long time, Toyota got a lot of. And by the way, that's a hint of something else. Anyway, um, <laughs> Toyota got. You can figure out what that is. Uh, Toyota figured out uh, that maybe people aren't yet ready for all-out electric vehicles and they got a lot of crap for it but maybe they were not you know ahead or behind but right on time with that with that i don't know we'll see i mean time well, will certainly tell but but it seems like uh there's a backlash against electric vehicles and there certainly is a backlash against the price of electric trucks and even hybrids there is a little bit of backlash too. and hybrids too yeah. yeah yeah in trucks and i would agree with you if you know they gave a person a steering wheel, four seats, four-wheel drive, and a bed, you know, 
that's what the truck is. Yeah, yeah. So. And, and, you know, just make it work. Uh, make it honest and, you know, don't give it crazy stuff like yokes. We don't want yokes. I think most truck people do not want a yoke. Uh, <laughs> I'm always amazed at, like, like the reception that Tesla got when they stuck a yoke uh, in, you know, the Model S and the Model X, right? And then, you know, not too long after that, some of the other legacy manufacturers are like, Alexis, oh, here, yeah. you can have a yoke on your, like, no, sure. no, don't, don't take, the, one. take the good ideas. Don't take the bad ideas. <laughs> take yeah. the good ones. Yeah. No, and, and the Tacoma is coming, like you said, the new one. And they have, like, eight different trim levels. Yes. Right? They have a mind-boggling amount of choices. I think there'll be a Tacoma in the 30s, don't you? I think there has to be. Yeah, yeah. Well, the Colorado starts at, like, 31. Yeah, so they'll definitely So the Tacoma, Tacoma has to start at 31. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not competitive. Yeah, this might, so. be, this might be the beginning of... Here's the thing, right? Mid-sized trucks now are as big as full-size trucks. So maybe we're seeing a shift also into more mid-sized truck range because now the full-size trucks have gotten as big as heavy-duty trucks, which is a little crazy, but true. Yep. Well, there you have it. So that's the real answer. I don't know if we've muddied the water... But hopefully you understand that it's also geographical, right? Yes. So it's region by region. So uh, we live in kind of a trucky country here in Colorado. So if you live in Chicago, things may be very different for you out there. And if you live in Dallas, they may be even more different. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for watching. As always, this is Roman. And Andre. Saying go to alltfl.com if you want to check out our latest and greatest videos. Uh, we're starting our video series this week uh, a cheap jeep series which i'm looking forward to mm -hmm. uh, andre nathan and tommy went and bought three jeep jeeps and then we modified them and took it to moab so uh, that was a lot of fun except for the fact that it was 106 when we were moab. yeah it's hot it was hot i'll give you a hint tommy didn't have air conditioning wah, 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 but you did andre uh -huh. all right so stay tuned for that and uh next time i think nathan will be back sorry nathan we'll Ciao. see you. we'll see you next time Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.